This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Venta with Connie podcast. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to a brand new episode. Yes, we are bringing back the Living Single series. I know it's been a long time. Well, if you are new, welcome. Thank you so much for um, checking us out. And I hope you stick around more. And please do check out previous episodes. We do have a lot of um, interesting episode release already. So make sure you catch up and listen to them, okay? And uh, for the old listeners, thank you so much for coming back. And thank you for your continuous support. Guys, do remember we do have Vento God session going on. And this is a Bible study just for women to come to come together and um, read the Bible and also talk about it, how we can apply it in our real life. And if you're interested, make sure you send us email, ventawithconnieayahu.com, so we can bring you in, because we do this bi-weekly on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, and it's going to be um, happening via Zoom. So make sure you come um, join us if you're free on Mondays at 6.30 p.m. Also, you can check out our website. We do have a website. Our website name is ventawithconniepodcast.com. Make sure you check us out. And... Um, um meanwhile guys if you if if i mention any website here in any of my um, episode i want you to know that all the links will will always be on any of those episodes that you listen it's always going to be on the description of the episode so just in case if you forgot the name of our website it will be linked on this um episode and of of course our guests that we have always their information is always linked on the episode so just in case if you miss it and you can remember the name don't worry, check out the episode description so you can find it, okay? And you can also follow us on all our social media platform because it's also um, linked on this episode. Okay, guys, without wasting time, like I said earlier on, we are bringing back the Living Single series. For those that are new, I don't know what this is all about. This series touched base on topics pertaining to single life and ways single ladies and men can navigate life when choosing life partners. In the future, I hope to invite guests to share life experience and lessons. If you're interested to be a guest on this series, if you feel like you have a lot of um, um, wisdom to share when it comes to dating, life, relationship, even marriage, please do reach out to us. Send us email, we can bring you in because we would like to hear from you too. because this podcast, I want everybody to have a voice and I want this to be a safe haven for everyone. So if you're interested, you want to come on the show to share, you know, some of your experience, please email us at ventawithconnieayahu.com so we can bring you in. Okay, topic of today was inspired by my guest today. You will find out um, in a second, but first let's introduce our guest. He is a relationship and life coach, author, and emerging YouTube personality. The name of his first book is Where Is My Pizza? How to Use the Power of Expectation to Create the Life You Want. Um, was a number one new seller on Amazon. Woo-hoo! 
He teaches people that everything in their life is a relationship. And in order to gain control of your life, you must first gain control of how you relate to everything in your life. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in Larry on the show. Hello, Larry. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for that great introduction. Uh, you're welcome. I'm good. I'm doing well today. So how are you feeling? How, how is the weather over there where you are? I hope everything is great. It's great. It's it's a beautiful, I think, 76 degrees here. Um, we have a new um, president elect in the country. Yes. Things are going things are going great now. <laughs> yes. A lot of people seem to be very happy with the outcome of the election. And some are also devastated. You know, it's always going to be that way. You know, one will lose, the other one win. You know, but yeah, I'm glad the result I'm glad the result is out so we can all rest because it was a long, you know, election. Absolutely. Yes. So, Larry, um, you are a relationship and life coach. So what prepares you to pursue a career in relationship and life coach? Well, for me, um, I've always been that person, even growing up, that people came to with their problems and, you know, wanted me to listen and wanted me to give advice. So much so that even in middle school, um, the teachers there, they formed a club called Peer Mediation. And they asked me to be the lead peer mediator. So what I would do, as, even as a preteen, is I would go around and if any of my classmates were having issues or problems resolving issues with one another, I'd sit down with them as a peer mediator, talk to them one-on-one -on -one and help them come at a solution. Um, and then from there, it just, I just really realized that in college, I really, really wanted to know how people worked, why people did the things that they did. So um, I actually sat down, I was looking for one course when I, in my freshman year, I needed to one more course to be a full-time student. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that they had available was a sociology course, which I had no intention of taking, but you know, I said, I'll go ahead and I'll take it. And I got in there in that first day and I sat there in that class as a freshman with my mouth hanging open. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly <laughs> what I have been needing. This is helping me to figure out why people are the way they are, why they do what they do, why they make the decisions that they make. So I ended up graduating with uh, a degree in sociology as well. So yeah. it, it, it's something that's always just been there for me. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and I must add, um, I actually did, did took um, sociology in school and I really love that class. I really do. And I can see how you you feel like, oh my God, this is what I'm looking for. Like it will give you a little, it will give you a better understanding of people and the society in, in a whole. And I love the class a lot. I enjoy going to that class when it's time for it. And I think I also like my professor. I don't remember the name of that professor, but I just like going to that class. So I can see how you will, you will like it too. So, and you majoring in sociology, that's like an awesome major right there. Yeah, and I mean, my, I still keep in contact with my professor. Um, I, I had this professor, um, Dr. Howard, I had him for my intro social, uh, sociology class and then for maybe five or six more classes. I ended up so much uh, being so much in this, involved in the sociology department that I became um, the sociology department um, uh, TA. So mm -hmm. I worked for the sociology department um, and there's actually a um, sociological fraternity mm -hmm. that um, you have to be invited to come into. No one can just, jo just join. And um, I was approached to joined that fraternity as well. So yeah. I did, I am part of a intellectual fraternity. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Yeah, they do have fraternity like that. Yeah, because sorority is different from fraternity, I think. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I wanted to know then, how did sociology ties into relationship and life coach? So, for me, sociology was the springboard. Because um, after, you know, after, after I got the degree, um, I, I got a job working for the state of Indiana, working yeah, so. with um, family and uh, kids, birth to three. And I, I was kind of at that point, I was, you know, pushing paperwork for the state, of course, because anytime you're working with families and children, you have to make sure you have that paperwork. Um, but what I found is, as I, I was invited into all these families, homes, hundreds of families all over the state, um, to help, you know, their children. And I, I would sit there and I would talk to these parents and I would give them advice and I, I, I would listen to their problems and help them come up with solutions. So it was at that point, um, I began seeing things pop up online about, oh, think, what about life coaching? What, and I was like, what the heck is a life coach? And <laughs> know, <right? laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so I looked it up and I was like, that is me. That is what I have been doing naturally. That is what I have been uh, been preparing for my entire life. So it, it was it was seamless for me to take that jump into being a life coach to help people um, identify and solve their problems and work toward their personal healing, their emotional healing, their spiritual healing. Oh wow! Okay, okay, that's good. So now that you are a relationship and life coach, I was wanting to ask this question to um, coaches like like people like you, um, as a coach, you get to ask like a lot of thought provoking and revealing questions that basically, you know, I was, I don't want to say force your client, but actually make them comfortable enough to open up so you can help them. So, um, I must ask them why, what did you do so that you could become better at asking the right questions? Active listening, active listening is everything. So many times as, as just as people, when people are talking to us, we're, we stop listening about halfway through and we're yes. already formulating what we're going to say in response. And in a coach, I, as being a coach, I take the exact opposite response. I want to listen to everything that comes pouring out of your mouth. Um, in my consultations, when people book with me, just because I, I do free 30 minute consultations on my website okay. and people book with me um, for those consultation sessions, my first question is always, why are you here and why do you need a coach? And they will, you know, some people will talk for like 15 minutes and I don't interrupt that train of thought. I want them to get that all out because part of the gift that I have been given is I can hear what you haven't said. Mm-hmm. So after they've said all that stuff for 10 to 15 minutes of all this stuff, uh, I'll say, okay, so none of that, what you said is why you need a coach. Here is why you need a coach. And then I'll give it back to them in maybe a sentence or two. And I'll say, you know, does that sound accurate? And they'll say, oh my gosh, yes, yes. That's why I'm here. I didn't have the words (laughs) for it. That's why I'm here. So yeah, that's how I do it. Just active listening. Oh, wow. That's, you're absolutely right. Cause we do that a lot where we just listen to rebuttal, not actually listen to understand. So, um, wow. That's a smart move. Cause you get to, cause a lot of us don't really have people that will just sit and listen to us actively. I think that's why you see a lot of people when they come out of therapy or going to life coach like you, they feel a sense of relief or they feel better because they finally have someone that will just listen to them and um, try yeah. to understand them. So 
that's that's such a rewarding job i must i must say yeah it 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 fills me with a lot of joy in fact um just this past weekend um i, I was meeting with one of my clients and um she had another individual with her um her husband um during the session and i'm only her coach i'm not his coach mm-hmm. and you know he he was saying things he was interjecting and i was like wow okay, there, there's definitely some some healing and some things that you need to be working on as well. I was like, but I can't coach you because I'm not your coach. But yes. because I got into this field to really help people, um, I said, you know what? I want to take you on at no cost to coach you because there's some stuff there. There's some some things that you need help with to help you heal and to be the best version of yourself to live from the fullest expression of yourself as possible. Um, so I, I asked him, Hey, would you be willing? I, I will do it for 100% free. And he said, absolutely. I've been looking for someone like you because I just need someone to listen to me and to hear me. And that is why I do what I do because people do need, like you said, people need that person. Yes. We all need some form of life life coach in our life we do need that so you as a, a life coach uh whenever i hear someone saying they're a life coach you know because you said the first time you heard it was like what is that and then you read yeah. about that it was like that's actually what you'll be doing on this one naturally but you didn't know that you can actually go into um like full term pursuing a career in life coach. So whenever um like people are, everybody would think this whenever they hear life coach, um people always think oh you must have everything figured out in your life because it comes easy for you to to kind of pinpoint when people you know something is wrong with their life we can help them out and coach them out. So um uh, what are some misconceptions people have have about your job that bug you the most? Um yeah, so one of the things is. Um, if you're a life coach, then you, you, like you said, you have it all figured out. Absolutely not. We are life coaches. We are not life experts. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I always say I would not work with a life coach who doesn't have a life coach. I have a life coach. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody needs a coach. Olympic athletes need coaches. If, if, if an Olympic athlete who is training to do some of the most extreme things in the world needs a coach, why in the world wouldn't you, even as a coach? Because there's always someone out there that sees something from a different perspective, from a different angle, and that can challenge you and make you feel better or make you do things in a, um, see things in a different way or in a different light. Yes. So th- that's probably the, the biggest misconception. Oh, you're a life coach. You have it all together. I have a lot of it together, but I'm by no means a role model in perfection or a complete expert. I have blind spots in my life, just like everybody else. Yes, that's so true. Like when you said about a coach, when you're a life coach, you expect the person to also have a life coach. Like I've never thought about it that way because before, you know, before this, I always think like life coach, that's just like you know it like that's just cool like because i feel like we all need it but i didn't know life coach also needed and that is so true they need it because like you say we're not an expert in anything you know we're not perfect and um sometimes when you are looking at things one way they um, another person might point this out to you that you didn't really notice you know that was wrong with you or something that you need that needs to be fixed you know because you know, you don't want to be under self-righteousness. I feel like, you know, it all. that's when you're going to miss the bigger picture. So, 
Exactly. Exactly. And it's like it's like you know, even doctors need doctors. You know what I mean? So that's your, true. Your doctor, your, your doctor has a doctor. Mm-hmm. So your life coach should have a life coach as well. That is true. That is true. Um, now going to the topic of today, which is um, everything in life is a relationship. And that's one of your teaching as a coach. Yeah. So first I have to ask you, what do you mean by everything in life is a relationship? Let's start with that. Every, okay. So when I say everything in life is a relationship, we have, we relate to everything in our life, some kind of way, whether it's how you relate to, to money. So for example, if your relationship with money is always scarcity and lack, and you can never seem to have enough, that is how you have grown up relating to money. That is your relationship with money. Mm-hmm. Or if you relate to food that, oh, I don't eat enough, or I am a binge eater. That is the established relationship that you have with food. So in it, and you can apply that across the the board. So whether that's your relationship with people, with your with your mother, your father, your relationship with sex, your relationship with work, your relationship with any of those things, everything in life is contingent on how you relate to it. And if you can figure out how you relate to it and where the breakdown in those relationships are, then you can really begin the work of repairing those things and getting complete and total healing in those areas. That's so that's true. Yeah, you mentioned about the money part. Yeah, because I know the Bible says the the love of money is the root of all evil. It point it specifically say love of money. Because for you to love money, you have to have a relationship with it and start having this attachment to it. You feel like you cannot you have to do anything just to get that money, you know. So that's yeah, why it was yeah. pointing that out. And um, and you have to have a relationship with God, you know, to have that very um to have that spiritual intimacy with him, you know, because you have to seek that with your family members. You have to have a relationship with them. Family is not just by blood. Like sometimes people, okay, yeah, you're my family because you don't really choose your family, but you guys have to go further than that, having a relationship, you know, so you can feel comfortable to open things up to them that, you know, if you get, if you didn't have that relationship, you wouldn't be comfortable doing it. Probably we're going to your friends that you were close with. So that is absolutely right. I've never seen it that way. And, I, and I'm sure um, with the food situation too, I'm not a medical doctor, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this for certain, but like when people are um, overweight or something like that, when it comes to food, now I think when they are trying to lose weight, you know, would they help you with the dieting? Because I have gone through that, that journey too, where we have to talk about, okay, yeah, you love this food. Why did you love this food? You know, and then I had to find mm-hmm. a way to start, you know, detaching myself, you know, you know, there's nothing, you know, eating healthy is not something you should always despise. You know, you want to be healthy. You want to do this, that you can keep drawing closer to those um things that will keep hurting your your health and um to us you think it's not a big deal no i can stop eating it no when you actually start dieting that's when you realize you do have a close relationship with this food they just can't detach from it like that so um that's that was a very um revealing moment for me when i found that out when i was trying to diet or lose weight try to eat healthy i would say not really dieting but eating healthy i realized that there's some food that i actually have a very good relationship with that i wasn't ready to let it go you know so um that's like a sad truth but yeah yeah you're right i've never thought about it that way with everything in life is a relationship Absolutely. Absolutely. And even in the food thing, you know, um, like you said, it's really about how you're relating 
to what is on your plate. If yes. you have a, if you look at what's on your plate and you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this and everything. Why would you eat it? Yes. Why would you eat it? If your relationship with it is hate, you don't do anything that you don't get a reward out of. That's you do true. nothing in your life that you don't get a reward out of. So if you're looking at something on your plate and you're like, oh my God, I absolutely hate Brussels sprouts and broccoli, but I know I have to eat this because it's healthy. That's not going to last because that's not a real relationship. That's, that's like true. getting into a relationship with a person that you hate and saying, oh my God, I have to make this work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to really change the way that you think about it so that the relationship can actually be um, healed. Oh, wow. Yes, that is so true. So how do you get control of your life, knowing the fact that everything in life is a relationship? Well, the first thing is, I mean, you have to be completely upfront and honest and, and tell what I call the cringe worthy truth okay. about everything in your life. And that is the truth. And everyone says, well, I don't know what that truth is. Yeah, you do. It is that <laughs> truth. <laughs> it's that truth that you that you um, are saying to yourself when you're driving along in your car and it's just you and there's no music on and you look up 15 minutes later and you've arrived somewhere and you're like, I don't even remember driving here because I wasn't even there. I don't know how That's I got true. here. Or, yeah. or that that time, you know, when you're in the shower and you're just sitting in there and the water is hitting you and your mind is somewhere else and you're sitting here thinking of things. Those truths, the ones that you don't want to speak those are the truths that you have to be willing to speak out loud because if you cannot speak it, you cannot heal it. So you have to be, yeah, you have to be willing to go there and really tell the upfront bottom of the barrel cringeworthy truth. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, it is going to be uncomfortable. Is it going to suck in the moment? It probably will. I'm not going to lie to you, but I promise you, once you speak it, it will, the truth will set you free. Yes. That is true. Wow. That is true. You have to basically speak it. First of all, um, feel convicted. I feel like, okay, there is some change that I need to do. Like, okay, this is wrong. There's something that a change is required, you know, because if you don't think there's any change required, it won't, there won't be any change. You will still be living the same life, doing the same thing. And, um, and then experiencing the same problem and then keep complaining, you know, like most of us would do, keep complaining, complaining, but you don't want to change anything about it. But yeah, just recognizing those truths, I, I know, telling yourself the truth and um, taking that first step to start amending, you know, and changing that part of your life that you don't like, that part of that thing that you're doing that you don't like. So yeah, I, I will agree on that. You have to you have to tell the truth. You have to tell yourself the truth about it. And you, so, and you really, you really in that process, because that is a very hard and very vulnerable process. Yes. Listen, you need to be working with a coach or a therapist during this, because here's what's going to happen. You know, you, you got to the place that you are in your relationship with whatever it is you're telling the truth about because of a series of choices and decisions you make. Now, a lot of times we will say to ourselves, oh, no, you don't know what's happened to me. You don't know what's. No, 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 baby. No, no. <laughs> I, I, it, it's not about what happened to you. It's not about your childhood. It's not about all that good stuff. It's about acknowledging that those things are there, but asking despite how difficult and how challenging those things may have been. And trust me, there are some bad situations, but what is the lesson? It is a, it's issues of trust. It's issues of self-forgiveness. It's issues of self-value, self-worth, self-esteem. It's all of these things. And 
you know, you, you didn't get to the place that you are having to tell this vulnerable truth, this cringeworthy truth by, by you know, just ending up there. You made a series of active choices. Now, the, how you're going to get yourself out of there is going to be with the guidance and careful leadership of a coach who, who doesn't have, um, like I always like to say, they don't have a dog in that fight. So, you know, you might come to me as a client and say, you know, I have a terrible relationship with my mother and I don't know how that relationship's ever going to be fixed. I don't have a, listen, I don't have a relationship with your mother. Yes. I've never met her. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not taking her side. I'm not taking your side. I'm looking at how do we get you healed? Yes. But you need, but you need to be working with the coach. Yes, that is true. That's why we need a life coach and a relationship coach. That's like good combination Absolutely. right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. It seems like um, you are all about getting control of one's life because you wrote a book called Where is My Pacer? How to use the power of expectation to create the life you want. Tell us about the book and the inspiration behind it. So um, I, I, I actively meditate and just journal. It's part of my, my daily spiritual practice. And in meditation, um, I, I heard the word during meditation. In life, you don't get what you want. You get what you expect. Yes. And, you know, immediately my eyes flipped open. And I was like, what? And it, it repeated, you know, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you expect. And immediately I jumped up and I had to go write that down. And then I, I began to think about that. And I began to look at many areas of my life. And then I began to ask other people, you know, about their lives. Like, what are the things you expect out of your life? And it, it's shocking that if you just sit and you think about the things that you expect in your life based on your experiences that you've had in your life, that's how your world has been shaped. So the world that you're in right now, the situations that, you, that you're in right now, it is because of what you have expected. What you have expected has shown up. So whether you're living the worst life in the world right now, you're absolutely winning, first of all, because you're, you're wired to win. So what, even if you're living the worst life that you can imagine right now, you're winning at the life that you are living right now because that is the life you've expected. Because if you're one of those people who says, well, if you don't expect anything um, good to happen, you won't be disappointed when it doesn't, then you can expect that you won't see a lot of good happening in your life because you've already set that expectation for your life. But what happens when you take hold of those expectations and say, you know what, I'm going to begin expecting something different. I'm going to make a different choice. Then you take control of your life and you, you can begin building a different series of expectations around your life. And a lot of it starts with the way that we speak about ourselves. So we will so often we will say things like, oh, I'm so fat or oh, my anxiety or I'm so sad. Here's what here's what's happened. Here's what happens in the Bible. When when Moses went up to the burning bush um, and he said, you know, he said to the bush, what's your name? the bush and now that we know that voice is God said I am that I am yes I always say that that phrase that God gave back was not properly punctuated so if you say what he was saying is I am period I am Mm -hmm. so if you think about if you say I'm I'm so sad well yeah you are that I am that I am I am sad I am Mm -hmm. you're you're putting that out there and that's what you're going to get back if you say oh i'm so fat well i am that i am so yeah i am fat i am so if you what happens when you begin to say something different oh i am losing weight i am so happy 
I am joyful. I am healed. What happens when you begin changing your I am's? You begin becoming those I am's. Wow. That is true. Wow. That's such a powerful statement right there. Even with the analogy with the Bible too. Um, I have never thought about it that way. And um, you, when you say something about, about when you, when people complain, um, oh, I don't expect anything good. And then you think that's not having expectation, but that's actually having expectation not to Absolutely. expect anything good and you will not get anything good. And that's just terrible, but that's the truth, you know? And um, yeah, we need to be very aware of that, you know, like you say, expectation. And when you expect, I think that will also put you, give you know, make you accountable, you know, to do things too, you know, to put action and not just say to say, I will expect, you no, know, but actually walk towards it. But yeah. Wow. Now, George, yeah, yeah. just you talking about it. I can't wait to read that book. That sounds really <laughs> interesting. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, um, before we end this topic, because we do have a game to play and um, I want to just, I want to give you the last word to basically advise anybody that um, is just dealing with um, something in their life right now and they're probably hearing you now realize maybe um, the relationship I have with that is not a good relationship or something. It might be their family, it might be food, it might be their relationship they're in right now, like a romantic relationship. And mm -hmm. um, they find it hard to, let's say, fix it or get out of it because sometimes it might be way, so toxic they just they just have to get out so if you know what advice would you give them to help them out to navigate this phase in their life tell the truth yes. period i know i know if you're listening and you're in one of those situations that connie just said i know Listen, I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. I know you're, Larry, you just don't know. No, you, you don't know what Larry knows. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> listen, I know it's hard. I know it's challenging. I know it, you, you're looking at what might happen, but guess what? Everything that you're building up of, you know, what, what might happen when you tell the truth and let's say you leave that toxic relationship, all that stuff that you're building up exists nowhere physically in the world except for your mind. Yes. Those are stories that you have made up. And guess what? If the negative is true in your mind, then the positive also at the same time has to be true because neither one of them have, have happened. So both of the possibilities are equally as weighted and equally as um, opportune to happen. So if the mm -hmm. negative is possible to happen, then so is the positive. Yes. Choose the positive. Expect the positive. And then Find a coach, please. Find, there are so many awesome coaches out there. You don't have to work for me. You don't have to work with me, rather. Uh, my approach, I mean, I'm a little, I go straight to it. I, I, I'm not going to sit around and I'm not going to, oh, baby, it's fine. No, we're going we're gonna to get to it. If you're, pay, if you're paying me to be your coach, I, we, we're not going to waste your money. We're going we're gonna to get to it. But <laughs> a lot of people want someone just to, you know, hug them and say, oh, baby, it's going to be okay. Yes. There are coaches out there that will do that. But work with somebody, find a coach and let's go ahead and get you healed. Let's get you together so you can be the best person for you and live the fullest expression of yourself possible. Yes, that is so true. Wow. Like, I love the way that you say you're just not going to 
just massaging on the person's ego or just telling them what they want to hear. You go straight to the point. I like that. Cut that, you know, yeah. just let it know, you know, because, you know, they. I'm sure before they come to you, they be lying to themselves, you know, they don't want to come to you and still continue the lie. So, yeah. yeah and, I'm, and I'm not, not going to let you waste your money that way. I'm not going to, oh, no, baby, it is everybody else's fault. No, no, no we're going to, we're going to deconstruct all that. <laughs> all those walls, all those things that you've been saying, all those things you've been telling yourself. And there will be times in the coaching process that you absolutely cannot stand me. And yes. that is fine because that means I'm doing my job. Yes. That means it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Larry. We have come to the end of this topic. Um, I would like for us to play a game. I always like to play a game with my guests. I hope you're ready for the game. Let's do it. Okay, so this game will be called Rapid Fire Question, but it's going to be my own version. I'm adding some questions related to relationship since you're a relationship coach. So uh, I'll be switching it up. So I'll be asking you probably four questions. So it wouldn't be uh, a lot because it's a deep four questions. So so I'm going to be asking you and you can answer it based on what comes to your mind. You know, you can take time answering it as well too. So the first question is, um deep questions you ask your partner to improve relationship to improve you guys relationship do you see me do you hear me and am i important to you wow do you see me do you hear me am i important to you that's a good question and that's very (laughs) deep and that will actually you know it's not going to be a very superficial question, question, like a surface level question. It's going to go deep and you guys will actually ask questions. And if they don't hear you, you guys talk about why you, they don't hear you or they don't see you. Yeah. yeah. yeah and be prepared for the answers because the answers, those, those answers might sting. Exactly. I'm just saying those answers <laughs> might sting a little bit. So be prepared for the answers to those questions if you're going to ask them. Yes, they're gonna be like, what? Especially when the other person thinks that they have a very good, you know, they're like perfect wife or whoever. And then they ask, and how can we improve? It was like, oh, do you see me? The other, what? I thought we are good at this one. I thought we have a private relationship. Exactly. <laughs> that was thing. I'm telling you, it was like, what? So, okay. So that's good. That's why it's always good to check on each other, you know, to talk about it. Don't just assume in your head everything is good. So, that's good. Okay, another question. One or two mistakes people commonly make in dating. Um, you come on way too strong. You do that, um, you do the, the, the texting thing. Good morning, beautiful. How are you, beautiful? Having a great day, beautiful. Stop all that. <laughs> Stop all that. That you number one, you're coming on too strong. And number two, you're not being yourself. You were a whole person before you started dating. So don't start being someone that you're not because you're only going to be able to be someone you're not for so long before the real you cuts through. So just be you from the beginning. That's true. Oh my gosh. I like, I have to go back to the first one you mentioned about, um, what did you say about coming up so high? Yeah, very high. Yes, because I know some guys would do that. Um, oh, hi, beautiful. I think like the perfect gentleman. Then when you guys started dating and everything, then it seems like they just went, don't, you know, they just go, there's a what's going on. This is now how it was at the beginning. You know, you just have to be like going back to your second point, you have to be yourself, you know, so that you would set the buy too high. They it's hard for you to maintain it. It's just crazy because this was never you to begin with, you know. Exactly. So, 
and the girl would think like you have changed or the guy would think like the girl have changed just be yourself and save us the trouble exactly <laughs> <laughs> just do that okay another question how many dates in, in how many dates should a lady hold on how many dates in should a lady start wondering if they are exclusive or not that's the wrong question to ask um how many dates in should the ladies start wondering if they're exclusive that's the wrong question to ask the the right question to ask is are we exclusive or are we not what are we doing (laughs) (laughs) that's what you need to be asking don't worry about well if we have eight if we have four dates then we're exclusive no baby use your voice ask the question that's true that's true so you know what get into like oh my god because some people especially ladies i don't know why sometimes they just don't they don't want to speak up, you know? And actually, if the guy, let's just go with the flow. It's like, yeah, we're just going with the flow. But the emotion is already involved, you know? And you keep going, going on. Then you can find yourself getting hurt. And I'm sure some guys, too, it happens to them, too, where they're just yeah. doing everything to please this girl. And they find out she's like, I don't feel the same way. It was like, I thought we were in a relationship. No, you guys never no. had a conversation about it. Exactly. You got to talk. Quit assuming just because they take you out and you go do that. You can take a friend out. You can go, you can go, you can go to restaurants and things with friends. You can go dancing with friends and there's listen, use your voice, speak up. It's what we're doing exclusive. Is this heading towards something? Because if not, I need to know so I can begin making other plans. That's true. That's true. You don't want to get your heart broken. Really? Because that's not fun at all. (laughs) yeah yeah that's true that's true so another one what not to ask in first dates what not to ask in the first date what are you what are you looking for in a relationship don't don't run so far ahead that and you're you're in your first date and you're already shopping and for wedding dresses in your mind (laughs) what, what, what are you what are you looking for in a wife no baby enjoy be present and be in that moment in that date at that time don't how many kids do you want to have that's not first question that's not first date material just be in the moment and just be just kind of you're getting to know the person get to know them and i know some of the ladies listening will be like well that is getting to know them no (laughs) that's getting to know them way up the line that is not a first date question imagine if a man came up to you on the street and said how many kids you want to have you yeah. would you would slap him. Right? <laughs> That's true. That is, that is not your business. So yeah. no, just just be present in the first time in the first day. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we are kind of guilty about that because you know you know you just don't want to get your heart your heart you know hurt or something. So you want to just as straight to the go straight to the point. But I get it because when you make that comparison when a guy woke up to you was like, how many kids do you want to have? Like who I look like? Like it's just yeah, that would that would <laughs> kind of <laughs> that'd be like, what's yeah, wrong with this guy? But yeah. Yeah, so don't 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 go into your first date thinking of okay, so my wedding my wedding colors are gonna be purple and white. <laughs> and we're gonna have to, no, 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 no. Don't think you are going on a date to get to know a person. That is it. Yeah. Period. Don't go in with any other things because you're setting yourself up for a self-inflicted heartbreak. And a lot of times 
people will blame the other person for breaking their heart. No, baby, they didn't break your heart. You broke your heart because you <laughs> went in with a series of things that you thought this other person was going to be able to fulfill. And you made all that stuff up in your head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Larry, please stop. I'm sure you're going to be getting a lot of people listening to this. Like, oh, my gosh, she's talking to me. But <laughs> <laughs> But that is so true. That is so true. I think, you know, the truth hurts sometimes, but we need that, you know. So you can, you know, I don't like when I meet a lot of people, some people that always say, oh, they blame everybody for all their misfortunes in life. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, don't you start noticing the pattern? First one is this person's first. Second one is like, when is it going to be your fault? Like, it, it, and that's the thing. If in every story that you tell, um, it, my boss fired me because of this. They just didn't like me, and they this relationship ended because of this, and they just didn't. And did it, but if every if in every story you are the victim, baby, you are the common denominator. That's it is true. you because everybody ain't wrong. Mm -hmm. It is you. Check in with you, and I, that's the hardest thing to do. But no, they did do this to me. They did, sweetheart. It is something from your energetic field, from your emotional field that you are projecting that you're unaware of because you're yeah. thinking that it's everyone else, but you really, you got to point those fingers back inward. And that is what the coach is going to help you do. Yes. Yes, guys, you, we all need life coach. If you are single, you don't have to wait till you're in a relationship to get a relationship coach or life coach. You can actually go get it now, you know, to prepare you, you know, so yeah, thank you, you. Trust me. You need to get you need to have a life coach before you go get in a relationship because a lot of you guys there's self-value, self-worth, self-esteem. There's stuff that you need to really work on before you ever talk about bringing somebody else into your life. Yes, that's true. That's true. We need to work on you first, okay? Absolutely. You have to be your whole self to get into a relationship. It's, the person is not going to complete you. You should be a complete person first. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Larry, for coming. Oh my gosh, I learned a lot from you, and I like the way you tell you tell it how it is. Like you don't sugarcoat anything, and that's the, my kind of person. I'm like that too. I just like, and sometimes people can say I'm too blunt. I'm too blunt, and um, and I've kind of know sometimes to you know you have to you know be don't get into the point that you're a life coach so you will know how to talk with that but for me i feel like sometimes when i'm that straightforward sometimes like it can come out rude sometimes so i'm still working on that you know to be able to listen to that person don't just go straight say i'm giving them the truth you know but um gotcha. you're your relationship coach so you know way better so thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming and i'm sure my listeners um learned a lot from you already and please where can they reach you so they can um get in contact with you about and uh, basically getting a life coach or stuff like that so if you want if you want to work with me um for live coaching um, you can just go to Larry-Armstead, and that's A-R-M-S-T-E-A-D.com. Mm -hmm. um, and I also have a YouTube channel. I post a new video every Wednesday where we just talk about relationships. You get to know me, my story, all that good stuff. Um, and you can find that uh, at bit.ly backslash Larry Relationship Expert. Oh, okay, guys. Well, I will have his uh, website to link on this episode so you can go check it out. And please, please do check it out because... 
you know, you, if you think, oh, I don't need a life coach, I think that's actually means you do need a life coach. So please go check him out and um, make use of it, please. Absolutely. And you can do my free 30-minute consultation. Um, it's absolutely free. Uh, I, I even get into those 30-minute consultations. I'll give you just enough to chew on. Um, but again, I'm not the person that's going to get, oh, come here, baby. It's okay. I'm not going to do that for you. I'm going to make you look at your truth head on. Yes. Yes, yes. And we need that. We definitely need that. Well, thank you so much, Larry, for coming by. Um, I hope you enjoy you know, this episode because I did enjoy recording with you. I, I, like it was revealing. To, like it revealed a lot too. I learned a lot from you, you know. But um, yeah, I love that. That's why I love talking to people like you, life coach, relationship coach, because you guys have... Um, a way of revealing things to people, especially their truth, but in a very graceful way too. I don't know how you guys do it, but um, that's just, I don't know because a regular person do it, it, it would not come out nice. Trust me. So you guys know, you guys have your way when it comes to that delivering the truth to people. So thank you so much for all you do. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do, make sure you come back for more for more next week. New episode is always released every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to right now. And so you can get notified each time we drop, we drop any new episode. All right. You do have a great rest of your day. I'm your host, Connie. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.